Welcome again to Talking Events, the uh, event industry podcast brought to you by Event Industry News. Today's podcast is being recorded from the London headquarters of event app provider Guidebook. A big thank you to the Guidebook team for allowing us to set up the Talking Events studio in their offices. You can get in touch with the podcast using its dedicated Twitter feed at Talking Events. You'll also be able to watch a video version of this podcast via the Event Industry News YouTube channel. So today's episode, we're going to be looking at recruitment and recruitment within the event industry. Um, joining Talking Events today is uh, Claire Inkson, Senior Lecturer in Tourism and Events at the University of Westminster. Claire, thanks for joining us. Hello. And also Liz Sinclair, Managing Director of Specialist Agency ESP Recruitment. Liz, thanks for joining us. No problem. Let's dive straight into it, okay? Um, We've got really two types of, of movement, as I see it, and, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. We've got movement within the industry, so recruiting people who've got existing experience um, and are moving from one job to another. We've also got recruitment of staff into the industry. Um, and with, with you here today, Claire, I suppose a lot of that's going to be looking at undergraduates and postgraduates who have come out of an academic qualification mm -hmm. Um, and are seeking to gain experience or, or employment within the event industry. Um, just to start with a little bit of a, of a stat, there are 67 universities now offering 237 degrees relating to event management of some description. Um, that's a lot of people that potentially in the next three years, we make it over 20,000 potentially graduating with an academic qualification in event management or a, a, a closely related subject. Um, how does that affect the recruitment side and, and actually being able to place people? Liz, you've got experience in this field. Let's start with you. Um, it is still tough for graduates to get a, their first foot on the ladder. Um, so really, for graduates, it's all about um, getting experience whilst at university because obviously event management uh, degree candidates have got the uh, knowledge that they've learned at university but it's all important to get the experience whilst at university. So picking your placement year or just working during the holidays is really important because you've also got lots of other graduates from other disciplines that have perhaps been involved in student unions or run events at university um, sort of in an extracurricular way that all of a sudden have decided that events is a good career for them. And to be honest, you know, it's really about the experience you gain and personality that helps you because there isn't a huge amount of um, of the clients that actually specifically ask for an event management degree. So picking your placement and your experience is very, very important. Um, Claire, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit, bit from a from an actual academic background or from, from somebody working in a university. Um, event management is a relatively new subject and concept to have within a, a, an academic institution like a university. Yeah. Um, how quickly have the actual establishments had to adapt and to learn themselves in order to be able to deliver the demand that there now is? Because let's face it, it's, it's demand from students coming onto these courses that has prompted the increase in the courses that are being offered. Yeah. Well, deg the degree programmes will be a combination of practical modules as well as more academic theoretical modules. And the lecturers that are used to deliver particularly the practical modules are experienced practitioners from the industry so they're event professionals usually with event um, backgrounds that come in to deliver those modules so they are 
practical people who know exactly what to do rather than people necessarily with an academic background. So students will have that combination of uh, experience in the delivery of the course that they're, that they're studying. Um, I would echo what um, Liz says actually about experience and we endeavour to ensure that our students, I think this is the same of all universities with event management programmes actually, um, we endeavour to ensure that none of our students graduate without any relevant experience because it's impossible for them then to get a foot on the ladder if they don't have any relevant experience. Um, so many courses have a placement year. Um, as part of them. We don't actually at the University of Westminster, but because of our location is in central London, there are a myriad of opportunities for students to get part-time work or voluntary work or placements and internships where they gain experience. So yeah, I absolutely agree with Liz that experience is essential so that students have evidence of the skills that are needed by the industry. Liz, you, you mentioned the fact that, that, that very seldom on very few occasions have you actually been asked by a potential employee for somebody with a relevant qualification, a, a degree qualification. Is there a number? Can we place a figure on that? Yeah, out of probably 6,000 jobs, we've probably been asked three times for someone with a rent management degree, which is quite a shocking statistic. In, in how many years? Fifth or 16 years. Yeah, 16 years, so three times specifically event management degree. Quite often we get asked for a degree in general, mm. um, but and in fact a couple of times we've been asked for people without an event management degree because they want to, if they're going to go for graduate, they want to start from scratch with them. So I think for me, my personal opinion is any university that is not doesn't have a placement year or at least a minimum of three months you know, it, it's it's doing the, the students a disservice because, you, you know, and those that I think it should be compulsory um, to make sure they have to have some part-time experience or a placement of some point or a working during the holidays. It's imperative because if they come out without any of that, they might as well do a ge geography degree. Whilst, whilst those figures and the actual statistics may seem not alarming, but, you know, three to be requested three times out of 6,000 placements. Yes, it's a low figure. However, we're all agreed that event management as an academic course and as a degree subject is still relatively new. So inevitably, that figure will likely increase over time. Is that fair to say? Um, well, I don't know, because the universe, some of the universities are very proactive, like Leeds Met, Sheffield are very proactive. So I think because those universities are banging the drum, people are aware of it. I just don't realize, don't think that um, court or companies realise how great the students are, to be honest. Mm. And, you know, having sounded like I'm being negative about degrees, I'm absolutely not at all. I think they're fantastic. And of course, if you can, you know, get the qualification as well as the experience, then, you know, you're set on the right road. But it's about picking the right experience, the right university that's proactive, definitely picking universities that have... Uh, event management professionals teaching aspects of it mm. because there are still some universities that it's all academic and and also picking a course where they aim the sort of the modules at the right things because I've spoken to a number of students because we run a competition called the Eventis where they say that the the lecturers quite often you know they start talking about other aspects of the of the um, industry like you know, commercial conferences or, you know, or corporate events and the students all glaze over because they're all thinking Glastonbury and, you know, <laughs> something that's really exciting. And, and actually, the real world is you almost certainly won't get a job at Glastonbury. So corporate events are better paid. They're exciting. Big budgets can be can be as glamorous. But I don't think 
that, that some of the lecturers know the industry well enough to be able to teach it and make it sound exciting. Well, well let, let's, let's come to you, Claire, then. Let, let's first of all look at the students mm -hmm. and, and the attitude that they're coming into the courses with. So you get an undergraduate coming onto an event management course. What is the difference in expectation level, best and worst case scenario, between the students that, that you've experienced and that you have um, been in contact with? Well, I guess the worst case scenario is students that choose to do a degree without really thinking about why they're doing it and what they want to do with it when they graduate. So it's really important that young people understand why they're doing a degree in the first place, why they're going to university and why they're choosing that particular subject and what their long-term career vision is really. I know when they're young and 18 they probably haven't got a fixed vision but having some idea of what they want to do and finding out about the industry before they make the decision to do a degree in event management is really important. The best case scenario is we have undergraduates even in our first year who have a very clear um, idea of where they want to go. Uh, they're very ambitious. We have some students who are very entrepreneurial and have um, a very fixed idea of the business that they're going to set up when, uh, when they graduate. Um, so, you know, we have a, a broad spectrum of individuals on our courses. Um, by the time they graduate, we hope that they all have a, a strong idea of, of where they want to go with this degree and what they can do with it and what they want to gain from their working life. And I don't know if you, you can answer this in, in specific detail, but do you have any indication as to how long prior to them beginning the undergraduate course they've actually identified that the event management degree is what they would like to do? Do you have people who've decided this at the very last minute because they have to get the UCAS application form in or do you have people who have actually established this you know, two, three, four years previously? I think uh, that event management is vocational actually, isn't it? It's something from within individuals that they, they feel that they want to do. So I, my feeling, I don't know the answer to your question, but I, my feeling is that they, they feel it's something that they're really inspired by and that they want to go into. And in terms of the contact that you have had with um, students, Liz, yep. um, you will get undergraduate, uh, postgraduates coming to you and looking for work, presumably, yep. as much as you'll get employers who are seeking the right candidate. Yep. Um, what advice, and, and, and in terms of your experience of contact with those people coming to you looking for jobs, what are you saying to them and what are the levels of candidates that you're actually being presented with? It, again, it's a wide variety of people. We get a lot, you know, around this time of year, we get a lot of graduates that have just finished university that come to us. And again, some of them are very proactive and, you know, are whilst they're working are volunteering. And that's actually what I generally say to, to people if they haven't got any experience is just go and volunteer, run your own fashion show at university, run your own charity event, just gain some experience to show that you've got passion for this industry because... It isn't the best paid industry. It's long hours, it's hard work, but you've got to be passionate about it. You've got to love it. And you can show that you've got that passion for it by just getting out there and organising your events. You don't have to wait like a lawyer. You can't just start practising, but you can organise a student event. You can organise, you know, the university, you know, prom, whatever, you know, whatever event. So you've got to show that passion for this industry, whether it's for free or whether it's, you know, getting some work during uh, university time, part-time at university. I mean, we, I've met a variety of students. I've got 
students applying for jobs at event director level that have graduated that think they can come in at a 60k job graduates that think they're worth 35 grand graduates that you talk to about you know their level which is a 16k job saying no sorry i can't live in london for that which i understand mm -hmm. but it is the level of a graduate 16 to 18,000. i've met graduates when i went around and did some talks at universities about the eventist and how to get a job where some came up to me and said, oh, can I apply for the Aventis next year? And I said, oh, why is that? Well, my, I don't really want to cut my hair and I think I, I won't get a job with my hair like this. And she had a festival look about her and it's just like, you know, this is your career and you're worrying about your hair, you know. And then at the other, other end of the scale, you know, graduates I've met that have taken part in the Aventis, which is a graduate um, competition, they are outstanding. And I've seen candidates that are worth... 30 grand at graduate level that have applied and won it and gone on to incredible careers because they're 100% passionate about it. They've totally gone for it, you know, and so there's a, a wide variety, I would say. Um, and I think the lecturers do have a slight part to play in that, in being realistic about what's going on in the real world when they graduate. So students applying for 40 grand jobs, you know, madness. Um, we, we should perhaps identify that, that not all... Um, undergraduate students initially will come straight out of a level or, or, or college or, or school or wherever it may be and into the degree course uh, are there any examples where we've actually got people who have prior experience either in the tourism or events industry in your particular case Claire that have then gone back into education to seek an academic qualification in mm. something they've already got practical experience in yes um, at the University of Westminster we have um Many students who aren't 18, 19 year olds, they are, uh, we have, yeah, I think the average age of our undergraduate cohort is probably about 23. So students, many students have already accrued some experience, perhaps in the event sector or perhaps not, um, quite often in the hospitality and tourism sector, and feel that actually in order to progress they needed a degree qualification. And because tourism or events is their passion, then they choose that subject rather than history or, you know, chemistry. Um, so yes, there are lots of students who have accrued many years of experience and then come to study with us and then continue working quite often or volunteering in events during their undergraduate programme um, and then consequently get work. Um, we have a, a recent graduate um, who worked in the cruise ship industry for many years actually, um, did a tourism and events degree programme with us and is now embarking on a, on a new career and traveling um, South America actually to start um, a career in events there. So we have um, a variety of students on our programs, not necessarily the typical 18, 19 year old who's just come out of college or school, but a real mixture of people and also people from all over the world actually, lots of international students that study in London and then go back to find work in their home countries too. In terms of the, 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 the um phrase event management mm -hmm. and the title of the course is event management yeah. the reality is that the roles within the event industry are far broader than the term event management yeah. are we being too broad with the titles of these courses and thus giving a false expectation about the actual roles that are within the industry should we be a, a little bit clearer on the, the actual roles that are available to students with an event management degree and that some of them may not become event managers. They may work within the industry and they may be able to get jobs within the industry, but not necessarily as an event manager, quote unquote. Uh, no, I think it's easy to get a job in a, as an event manager. It's just 
the variation is in what event. So an event can be anything from organising, you know, um, Glastonbury, for example, is an event, a commercial conference, an exhibition. It can be a one-to-one meeting. You know, there's such a... The word event is so broad and that's, you know, and I think that's the thing that people have, I think, when they're graduates, the kind of events in general that they've that they've actually been to or had involvement in tend to be parties that they may have organised, weddings, um, they may have been to an exhibition, they've probably been to a festival, but they almost certainly wouldn't have been to a large um, corporate sales conference. So if you said that to a student, they'd probably think that sounds boring, but actually a corporate sales conference for Glaxo, you know, pharmaceutical companies, probably extremely high budget. They've probably got very high profile, well-known speakers, very creative, very technical, um, lots of money thrown at it. And, uh, you know, if you get to the stage of organising an event like that, you've done pretty well in your career because they're high profile, big budget, very strong event project management required. Um, but I just don't think that students necessarily are aware of what's out there. And that's a combination, as I said, of some of the, of the lecturers and some of the industry not having the time to go in and sell the parts of the industry that there are for a career. And I think people just go in with a fixed view and come out with a fixed view. And it's just about making sure that everyone is aware of the roles that are out there and then they can make their own choices. Does this come back to the point that you made, um, Claire, about it being voca- a vocational subject? Does it though filter back to my original question of do we need to educate down a level a little bit more about the realities of the event industry as a whole and make sure that we're telling potential students that there are all these different facets to the industry, that it won't necessarily be organising a, a music festival or a concert, that there are all these other elements of the event industry that are available. And I, I suppose then feeding that in, do we need to refine the courses a little bit more so that there are courses specific to conferences, meetings, trade shows? I don't think that we need to specialise the courses in that way, actually. But within a course, there will be a variety of different modules that focus on different stages of the event planning and production process, for example. So students will learn about and hopefully get some experience in different elements of the event planning and staging process. So I think even though it's called event management, that's an umbrella term, and students that are studying a good degree should come out with a very good understanding of the different opportunities that are available there. And it's the university's obligation, really, responsibility to make sure that students understand the range of opportunities that there are for them. So, for example, we um, encourage students to attend um, trade exhibitions and trade shows and conferences, for example, so that they have some experience or some um, exposure to the corporate side rather than just the leisure side, which they might get uh, from their own um, social lives, for example. Um, So universities are, I'm sure they are, encouraging students to take part or to visit um, exhibitions and conferences to get some exposure to that and to understand how how those events run as well and what's involved in them. And is it important as well, Liz, that, that, that there are the p- candidates coming into the industry, and let's forget for a moment undergraduates and graduates and academic qualifications, people who are wanting to seek a career in the events industry, is it important that they understand the difference between things like a trade or a business-focused event of any description mm-hmm. and a consumer-focused event? Because there are massive differences in delivering the, the content that's required in those two specific areas, isn't there? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely there are. Um, I think it's more to do with the marketing, I suppose, that makes it different because marketing to a business you know, audience is very different to marketing to a consumer audience. Ultimately, organising an event, you know, whatever it is, who or whichever audience has got the same kind of skills of project management, you know, client liaison, supplier management, those skills are across, you know, business to business or consumer. But it is just understanding what's involved, as I said, because someone may consider organising a pharmaceutical event as boring, but actually, the you know, running a complex event is what makes it... Uh, exciting because it's you know pulling all aspects of a project together and when you get more senior that's what you get involved in you know massive events big projects big budgets and that's kind of what you should aspire to be really organizing and again you know I think people think that and as I said I only keep going on about Glastonbury but I just get so many students that say they want to do it and actually organizing an outdoor events is about speaking to the council organizing the barriers organizing the portaloos making sure there's the hot dog stands and that kind of stuff and the people that deal with the talent is you know is not going to be the students for probably 20 years we're not we're not out to bash the bernie stretch i think we should make that very clear but no, we may as well ask the question directly are there students out there coming into courses who have a completely false impression of what the actual industry is and they think that they're going to pass the degree and go off and organize glastonbury well, they might think that when they arrive, but they don't think that for long because we we teach them what they what they what they find out what they need to know and what they don't already know, um, and we have a, a very strong careers service at the university um, that supports students through their applications um, and makes students aware of um, how to become self-aware, thinking about their strengths and weaknesses uh, alongside job opportunities that are available and career opportunities so they hopefully these students have a good understanding of of what they are capable of and what they want to do but also uh, what they need to have and what they need to be able to demonstrate evidence of in order to be able to get the job that they want actually and one of the key things I think in recruitment um, and employability which is a, a key word in university speak at the moment is improving students employability and one of the key steps for students is that they understand what employers are looking for um, what the skills that they need to be able to demonstrate and that they have evidence of those skills and they know how to present themselves effectively on paper and then in person when they get to the interview stage and actually that's probably the one of the, the hurdles that we have to leap over with our students is that they understand that they need support with writing effective CVs and covering letters and pre presenting themselves effectively at interview they might have the best degree in the world they might even have great experience, but if they don't know how to present themselves, to sell their skills, to market themselves, really, then they're not going to get the job that they, that they want in the industry. Yeah, Liz, no. you, you go along with that? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Absolutely. It's all important. Um, you know, it's it can be difficult when you're a graduate because when you're putting together a, a, degree, um, a CV whilst you're at university, obviously all the focus is going to be on your degree. Um, because all that that's generally what you've got to say but then as you're gaining experience while you're at university the focus should change and obviously you have to highlight your degree but you have to also highlight the experience you get and in when people are more experienced we would always suggest doing your CV in chronological order but when you're at university actually any events experience should go to the top of your CV because that's the thing that's going to help you get your first, first step in the ladder and quite often again we see CVs where you know you've got a 
a page about the fact they worked in Sainsbury's and whatever, you know, which is fine. You, you know, everyone has to pay their way and they've got loans to pay and everything else, and it's good to be working rather than not working. Mm. But then the events qualification, the events um, experience they've gained is towards the bottom. And again, it's about helping them understand that any experience they've got and how they explain that experience on a CV is at the top, it's explained well, you show, you know, the elements that you've gained, uh, you know, the elements of the event that you've organised, the skills you've gained, the end result, any um, achievements you've gained from running it, all those things are really important. Uh, and on our website, we do have a leaflet on, you know, how to write a good CV. But also, actually, other elements for students to realise as well. Social media, really important, you know, I keep mentioning the Aventis, but when we run the Aventis, we get them to upload a video, send their CV. Quite often, I and then we get them to follow us on Twitter. I'll quite often look at them when they've followed us. And there's a picture of, you know, drinking a whole load of beer, partying, you know, girls looking like they're going out clubbing. You know, any, any employer can look at that and you're sending it to me to be taking part in a competition where you're going to win a job and I can see pictures of you drinking loads of beer and on your, you know, your Facebook, your LinkedIn... You know, students have got to be very careful now because mm. employers are really taking notice of these things now. Because and they will dig down. That absolutely, deep. absolutely, they will. So there's a whole lot of things that people have to go from their student mentality to business mentality six months before they leave, really, so they can really start focusing on getting a job. Hold that thought about student mentality, business mentality. We'll, we'll come to that in a second. One, one thing I'd like to ask, um, Liz, what's the most creative application you've ever received? Mm. Because we're dealing with people who regardless of what type of event they would like to be involved in or, or wherever they may get a job, ultimately it's a creative industry, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. So what's the most creative CV or application you've had? Um, well, it's not It's not an application. It's someone that went for an interview. It's, it's quite a good story. I mean, this is totally true. So this stu- uh, candidate who was fairly experienced came to us looking for a job. We had a job uh, that was suitable for them. They went for, and it was with a very creative company. She went for the first interview, the client liked her, but he was going on holiday and he wanted her to meet the MD when he was back in the office. So he was going on holiday for two weeks. We passed that information back to her that he wasn't going to be there for two weeks. So then she took it upon herself to go to the uh, to the office and every day for a week she did a little chalk drawing outside on the pavement outside the front door um, explaining all her skills. So one day it was lateral thinking, another day creativity, little chalk drawing. And on the last day she put enough chalk, let's talk with her mobile number. The MD called her, she went in and met her and she got the job before the guy came back. True story, I've got the pictures. <laughs> so people do need to be a bit creative. They need to think outside the box a little well, bit rather than just handing in the paper CV. There's two papers. Right, let's bring this back now. So on that, on that note, we can come back into this difference between student mentality and business mentality. Mm. Um, at what point should it start? Should it start on day one of the course? Yeah, it should start right at the beginning of the first year where students are, are taught to become professional, actually, and to think in a professional way and to present themselves professionally right from the very beginning. Um, So at the University of Westminster, we have a a module that introduces students to um, study skills um, and employability. And part of that is about um, self-awareness, identifying their strengths and weaknesses, uh, looking at what employers look for and the skills that employers look for and identifying evidence from their own experience of how they would demonstrate those skills that employers look for. Uh, And writing a CV, writing a letter, um, interview skills, um, 
and so it's right from the beginning and it needs to be actually because those skills take a long time to develop as well you don't uh, after your final exam in your third year you don't suddenly become an expert at writing a cv it's something you need to practice over the years and use the university's resources to improve on, upon as well so yeah it's something that has to start from the very beginning have people in general forget students for a second but have people in general become less adept at writing a proper letter and putting together an appropriate quality of CV, Liz? Um, and uh, this is at all levels. People are pretty appalling at writing CVs. I think it's a very British thing not to blow your own trumpet, mm. actually. And, you know, we'll interview people and we'll go... And this is senior people. Even the most senior people will go through their CV. And as they're speaking, we're sort of probing, asking them questions. They'll, you know sort of managed to oh yeah oh yeah I did that no I increased it by 50% or increased revenue by 200 grand and it won't be on their CV and you know people just don't like to show off but ultimately the CV is your selling tool and if you're not selling yourself on your CV how is anyone else gonna you know in a really competitive market you're just not going to be on the top of the pile so CV is all important you don't want a 10 page CV um, and it varies depending on what age you are or how much experience you've got to how long it should be but whatever age you are you've got to sell your achievements and people just do not do that and that is at senior level they don't or they'll say oh, I'll explain it in the interview well you might not get the interview you know and if there's a pile of 20 CVs or 50 CVs or for a graduate maybe 200 CVs yours has got to go onto the yes pile where they'll look at it in more depth and Talking about Sainsbury's on the first page is not going to get you on the yes pile, but you know on the first page showing as a graduate, you know specifically that you've gained some experience whilst at university may move you onto the yes or maybe pile as opposed to on the no pile. So it's it's really important, and you know I would say we always give CV uh, advice, and I would say probably seventy five percent of people we have to give them advice on what to do with their CV because mm. they don't sell themselves enough yeah people tend to describe their duties don't they and what they did for an employer rather than what their contribution to the employer was yeah um, and they need to learn how to do that very much so um and, and just mo- moving it off track ever so slightly but still on the subject of cvs it's not just about the content and what you're putting on there either but it's how you're presenting it and uh, i suppose one of the things i was getting at is it, it, it has the standard of people's writing in general deteriorated over that because I see personally I see social media as having an impact on people's written English and Um, and do you have to pick people up on that with their CVs um I wouldn't say that English and CVs I think because people don't have to write covering letters anymore Mm. they just email it they don't have to write that whole long covering letter explaining it or what people sometimes do is put it all in the covering letter and then have a really brief CV. And obviously the two might not end up on the same desk. So it's about being clever really with your CV and making sure at every point that you stand out and that you're selling yourself. So, and also because people email now, um, I'm making myself sound really old. Um, <laughs> they, you know, quite often they'll just, you know, please find, attach my CV and mm. nothing else. They don't sell themselves. And also they quite often just do a generic email as well um, and they don't even mention the company name in the email and again when I'm recruiting for my own company for an internal member of staff if someone hasn't put my company name 
in the email I won't I'll discard it because it's just a generic CV that's being sent out for any job then so again when you're emailing you've got to make it specific to that company otherwise you know you're just one of a pile of you know you fit the employer feels like they're one of many that's being sent about why that person's perfect for the job but they haven't actually said why yeah so yeah being specific it's a competitive market as it's maturing there are more graduates and those graduates get jobs you know it's very competitive you have to stand out and candidates need to explain why they want to work for a particular employer to show that they they know they know about the employer um, so that's really important. And also generic CVs as well. I think there's a tendency for people to have one CV that they send out to hundreds of different uh, prospective employers when actually each CV should be tailored specifically to the requirements of the role and demonstrate how those the skills sought are matched by the candidate. So actually applying for a job is a long process and it, you know, it's hard work and takes hours because new, new CVs and new letters need to be written each time. But it's really important that they do that. So I think one of the challenges is making people aware of that, making them understand the need to do that so that they stand out. And w- we've spoken a lot about undergraduate. Um, I think we should should also explore the fact that there are a lot of people who are finishing event management-related undergraduate degrees and moving on to postgraduate studies. Um, I'm interested, Liz, to get your thoughts in a moment on any experience from postgrads and people who have taken it a stage further, but... Um, mm. What level, uh, what's the sort of quantity of people who are continuing to study at a further level? Well, at the University of Westminster, we have a master's programme in events and conference management. But the students that do the master's haven't normally done an event management undergraduate degree. They've done history or marketing or something like that and then decide that they want to specialise and that the route to that is to do a, a, a master's qualification in it. So my experience is that the master's students haven't got an event management qualification already, that they're, they're new to the sector um, in educational terms. And Liz, any experience of people coming in with more than just a, a, a degree? Have you had any contact with, with people who've gone on to do um, postgraduate studies? We have had a few, but again, if they haven't got any experience in the industry, they're not going to go in at a senior level just because they've got a master's. They'll still have to start at the bottom and work their way up. Obviously, quite often, if they've, quite often, masters pe- uh, students have perhaps worked for a while and then gone back. Mm-hmm. And if they've worked in events, then that's helpful. But again, it doesn't. It's this industry is all about experience, really. Uh, and having a degree is definitely a really useful thing to have. I would definitely recommend any student to do that. But you've got to back it up with experience. Yeah, and the same applies for students who are doing a master's qualification actually as well, is that they have to be professional from the very beginning, they need to think about gaining relevant experience, being able to write a CV and a letter, all of those, all of that advice we've just given for undergraduates applies to postgraduates as well, but they have the benefit possibly of being a little bit older, being educated to a higher level and perhaps of having, having had more opportunities to gain even more experience. We've spoken a lot about experience and the word experience has cropped up an an awful lot knowledge though is also a key factor and having knowledge of the event industry Um, and as much as you can teach within the modules in in an academic course um, how much are the students actually encouraged to develop their own knowledge of the industry and and an understanding Um, I'll ask you first Claire about how how that knowledge is developed and encouraged Well, the knowledge is encouraged and developed through individual modules and through delivery in the classroom, through taking taking students out to site visits, through getting uh, guest lecturers in from industry to talk to students, encouraging them to attend uh, trade exhibitions and conferences, 
we are we're very lucky that we're based in central London so um, we work closely with uh, the Virgin London Marathon team who need um, staff at their events like the marathon and various uh, cycling events that they hold throughout the summer um, and other charities as well and venues who are looking for um, staff for their events uh, we work with hospitality agencies who are looking for part-time um, casual staff for their events so we encourage students to get either voluntary or paid work in um, in the industry but in their third year as well our event students um, take a compulsory module called staging an event where they work in small teams of four or five other students uh, and they actually are responsible for coming up with an idea creating a concept planning and actually putting staging um, an event and it might be an event for students or it might be an event for the public actually um, and they're responsible for the financial side as well in an attempt to develop their commercial awareness as well. If they make a profit, they can keep the profit. Um, and they organise a range of different events from um, internal sort of corporate style events for the university um, or comedy nights. Um, Student Pride was held at our campus at Baker Street last year. Our students organised that. So a range of different events that they do, but they come up with the concept and implement it. What, what, what I'm interested to find out, and I appreciate everything you've said, but I think that all comes back to developing experience. Yeah. I think knowledge, and when I say knowledge, I'm talking about uh, somebody starts the first day working for an event management company and the boss turns around and says, right, we need some barriers for this event. Um, can you go and source me three quotes from... Uh, some barrier companies please you need to write a list of 10 barrier companies Did, will they know who those companies are that's what I'm talking about in terms of knowledge actual working knowledge of the industry and, and, and being able to develop that before they actually try and take a step into um, into the actual w world of employment uh, Liz how much would that be encouraged from your perspective yeah I mean I think it's definitely I mean with the internet nowadays obviously it's not essential because you can just you know mm. you've got an online access to you know who all the companies are so that's not the be all and end all um i would say as you were saying about working at events it's actually not working on site working on site it's all been done and then it's all about the visitor experience if you really want to gain knowledge of you know knowledge before you start it's working on the pre-planning that's how you get the knowledge because you're there when pe and whether it's on a voluntary basis you're there when people are sourcing you're there when they're you know sourcing different um, contractors you're there when they're trying to sort out an issue that's occurring or <clears throat> trying to sort out you know the marketing of it you know you're behind the scenes when you see it all happen and piece together as an event and i think that actually is more important than working yeah. on site because working on site is the work's been done and it's just about it's the experience if you know what I mean um, but the kind of knowledge a student should learn actually I would say nowadays is about technology um, you know what's going on how it all happens you know because I've had a chat with you know some of the people that work on uh, and we used it once in the event as a presentation on the final day and what there's what they one of the big companies George B Johnson was saying that you know students come out and they think they know about technology but actually all they know has been and gone by the time they learn about it because if someone writes a book about technology by the time it comes out it's already passed so I would if I was a student and was really proactive I would be finding out all the technology what's being used out nowadays how social media is integrated into events and marketing you know those kind of things are going to get you the exciting jobs within experiential and the agencies um, that's what I would say um, basically that's mm. all important we're very lucky that um, many event companies and venues actually in London offer 
placements and internships to students to go and um, do the preparatory uh, roles as well as on-site roles. So we're very lucky that the, the industry is very proactive in that way, actually, and they're very welcoming to young people, um, um, to students. And so there are lots of opportunities for, for placements and internships where students get the sort of the office side, the planning side as well. Um, and also, I would say to students as well, follow all their event companies on Twitter because they're always tweeting about the, the latest thing that they've done or the latest technology or pictures of events and various other things. So that's a really good way to understand what's going on in the industry. Also, Event Magazine does, um, and your magazine, have you know newsletters and online information about new events, which companies have, have, have won, which pitch, what brands are doing. Um, you know, there's a whole, and Confex as well, you can go along and meet the suppliers and ask them quite often, they'll do seminars. So there's lots of way to gain information. You know, that to me is a proactive student that does all of those things and will come out knowing all of that stuff before they even start. You know, it's all well and good learning the, you know, the sort of, you know, the academic way to run an event, but knowing who all the lead suppliers are, you can find all that information online. Well, let's, let's flip it over a little bit as well because we've talked about the students and, and preparing yep. them with the necessary means to, to put themselves forward as good candidates um, and indeed people who are already working within the industry but let's look at employers for a second and 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 what employers could be doing within the event events industry because we will have people listen to this podcast who are suppliers and organizers and people who, who are already working within the industry who are seeking to recruit and expand their own operations what could they be doing better first of all and what should they be doing um, in order to recruit appropriate members of staff well at the lower level just because we've talked about graduates a lot you know i think that the um, employers should be engaging with universities and and there definitely are some proactive companies that go and do talks and and allow the students to come along but there's so many that don't and you know they're missing out on some great people that are coming out of university but they're not aware of them so um, I think they need to engage more in the universities. They need to offer more placements. It, it is tough for a student to get a good placement. So more companies need to be offering them. So there definitely should be more connection between be, between industry and academics, definitely. Is that an easy thing to do, though, if a company approached uh, the department at the University of Westminster? Um, would, would the faculty be open to, to companies just coming along and saying, can we help in any way? Can we get involved? Absolutely. How do we do that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We're contacted often by um, employers to ask us to advertise their positions to our students. Um, and we're very uh, welcoming to um, people or professionals that want to come in and talk to our students or to, to advertise um, their companies or to explain their companies and their role to them. We have a careers event every year where we invite um, our alumni to come in, actually, they're a great source of information for our students because they've been working in the industry for years and have followed a path that many of our students will also follow. Um, so we invite alumni in, but also non-alumni and other companies to come in and talk about the roles that they offer um, and just to, give, to inspire students and really what, what's, what the opportunities are for them there. So, yeah, I think all universities would, would welcome um, employers with open arms to come in and talk to students. Is it really a key element in terms of the operation of, of any business within the event industry now to be in contact with academic institutions? If you're a business looking to expand and ultimately develop it over a long period of time, you're going to need the staff to come in at some point or another. Yeah, I think, I mean, I personally, I think it's a great thing to do. I said, when we run the event, it's every employer that gets involved 
always comes out saying he's shocked by how good the students mm. are. Having said that, the students that apply are the best students in the industry, so they're not necessarily seeing the whole picture, but they are some amazing students. So, you know, I do try and get... That I feel like I seem to be the central point between the two. Mm. I'm quite involved with academics and obviously I'm very involved with the industry. And I think the two need to come together without a doubt uh, because there, there definitely is a disconnect between the two and both need, need each other really. You know, the industry can teach the academics that aren't from the industry more information that they could then teach the students. The students come out with more you know, practical information about what's going on now. Students definitely need to be more proactive about getting out in the industry and speaking to people. You know, I suppose in every industry you're going to get people that are proactive and people that are plodders that just go along, do the degree and finish. But those that are proactive will be out in the industry. You know, I'll give you an example. I went around and did some uh, talks at universities. I think I did about six talks, partly about the Adventists and partly about how to get a job. Um, uh, and you know one of them one of the universities which was uh, in London not your university but in London and there were 90 students due to turn up at nine o'clock by 10 past nine there was probably 20 students by half past nine there was probably 30 students by 20 to 10 there were probably 70 students why wouldn't this with these were third year students why wouldn't every single one of them be there on the dot of nine o'clock to find out how to find a job this was three or four months before they were due to uh, to graduate so you're always going to get the really good students and the rest if they're not interested or not proactive they're not going to get a job and the same can be said mm. for, for any course can't yeah. it oh, no, 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 any degree. course any absolutely. course absolutely yeah. you're always going to get a bit of everything but mm. you know it it works both ways the uni- industry's got to be more proactive with the universities and vice versa but in you know in general in in terms of what the employers could do and at more senior level employ and what we find is that we recruit across the board for every part of the sector of the industry and often they're very, very specific about what they're looking for. So, for example, a bank may look to recruit. Not only do they want someone from a corporate background, they also want someone from a bank. So they won't look at necessarily someone from a law firm or someone from an IT company, even though they're all organising corporate events. You know, they're very, very specific. Charities won't look at corporate people. Corporate won't look at charity people. So if, you know, my opinion is that the corporates or the industry should be a bit more open because a lot of them have got the same skills they just perhaps worked on different events and actually moving people from bank to bank to bank doesn't necessarily give a fresh eye to events Mm. it's just churning out the same kind of events and you know obviously they're creative good events but perhaps the industry should be a bit more open to the background they look at there's there's some really good people in different sectors that could without a doubt run events in banks but they won't look at them and you know charity people think that corporates um only used to working with you know massive budgets and wouldn't be able to work on a shoestring or some people may want to work on events that are a bit more worthy so that's what i would say about the corporates what they've got to offer they need to be a bit more flexible you go along with that yeah definitely um i think the key part about students studying a degree actually in any subject is obviously their intellect is being developed and they're developing specific skills which are transferable um, to a range of different situations and that carries on throughout our lives doesn't it that we we develop and hone our skills which we can use in a number of different situations and different circumstances so it's very narrow-minded to um, to really box people into one particular type um, of sector or, or company 
We're going to look to wrap things up there. I think we could the, the conversation could go on for hours, and the reality mm. is that there's there's so many different facets to to, to, to recruitment within our industry. Yeah. Um, it's perhaps something that we, we we will touch on and look to explore um, in detail in in another episode of the podcast. If people have got any opinions um, on today's episode, uh, tweet us at Talking Events. Don't forget that the uh, video version of the podcast is available to view on the Event Industry News YouTube channel. But for now, we need to say thank you to Liz Sinclair from ESP Recruitment and Claire Inkson, Senior Lecturer, Tourism and Events from uh, University of Westminster. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.